Well, you can start if you want. It's starting. It's already started. All right. Sound speeds. Hello and welcome to uh, the 29th edition of Weekend Review. Weekend Review. My name is Jay Cook. But he ain't no chef. And I'm Kenneth Pereira. But he is not a carnivorous fish. Uh, we're here on location. Still need to work on that fucking catchphrase. Yeah. We're, we're here on location right now. Wow. Uh, I mean, uh, you're a bit late, but I mean, uh, what else is new? Right, exactly. Yeah. Late, late, just like that Third Eye Blind song, 10 days late, though not quite 10 days worth of time has passed, but it feels like it because I've been waiting to record this motherfucking podcast, and here we are standing in the goddamn summer heat with a goddamn truck riding by, and I'm pissed off. Yeah. Did you call the taxi? I tried to. Let's walk over here. Okay. Uh, would you like to explain what's going on? Uh, yeah, we're at 529 right now. Uh, Jake, Jake, I guess you just did a set, right? I just did a stand-up comedy set. How was it? I think it was pretty good. I tried some new jokes that I just thought of when I got here. Nice. And uh, I think I gained the respect of some of my fellow comedians, and it feels great. Cool. Where it do you feel, want to feels, go? It feels good. I want to walk over here to the... Uh, this is actually the birthplace of the idea for the podcast. 529? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That's... Uh, we, we stood right here. I was right biking here. by, and uh, you were like... Oh, wait. Hey, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and then we you're right. talking about it. We're standing right here, and I was on a lot of uh, a lot of uh, schneef, as my friend Alex likes to refer to it. Schneef? Yeah. Is it like uh, flavored tobacco? Schneef? Uh, you're thinking of schnooze. Oh, okay. Schneef is going to be the... Uh, Do you want to go back uh, over here? A modern colloquialism for... Uh, Cocaine. I'm not, I don't know that. Uncut, and I don't really do cocaine anymore. I want to make that clear. I'm not a person that does cocaine. I like to smoke marijuana every now and again, but, and maybe drink a little. Uh, Very rarely. It's a recreational. It's really, it's for medical, medicinal. I mean, don't you think I'd be able to get a medical license if I moved to California or somewhere? Definitely. I mean, I mean uh, they give them to retarded people all the time for their mental, like, incapacities and things. Like, I mean, oh man, that guy's so retarded. He needs he needs to be able to have some of this. It stops their seizures, you know. Right. It's uh, it makes them completely calm. But I mean, uh, you know, I'd be able to, you know, you, do you know what Snoop Snoop Dogg's? Uh, have you ever questioned like these major celebrities, these major pot smokers? They, you know, they have medical licenses. Right. Have you ever thought to yourself, what is their actual official ailment? Have you ever thought that's up to yourself? Uh, no. Uh, I've always seen on documentaries and stuff that you can basically have like a whole list of vague stuff, like trouble sleeping, and you know, your like your like ears are too big. Right. Do you want to call the taxi? I, I'm going to in a second. But what, what do you think uh, Snoop Dogg's ailment is? If you had to guess. Pre, pre-glaucoma. Pre-glaucoma? Yeah. Like some kind of just film, just gently gathering on his eyelids, and he has to scrape it every day. Yeah. Uh, well, contrary to that belief, it's actually insomnia. Nice. Thank you very much. Snoop, Snoop Dogg is prescribed marijuana medically, legally, because of his incessant insomnia. So what do you think of that? Uh, it's, it's in line with uh, the other stuff I've heard. The man smokes 80 blunts a day. That's it? 80, 80 blunts. I'm not impressed. You're not impressed? No. Jesus Christ. I, smoke, I, 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 I struggle to smoke 20 cigarettes a day. <laughs> And this guy smokes 80 blunts. Also, a blunt is not the uh, most efficient way to smoke weed and also get you super, super high. I would only reserve a blunt. Me, me personally, a uh, noted and, uh, you know, like a seasoned pot smoker, I don't even smoke blunts. I smoke joints. I'd like to go on record saying joints are my official uh, method of partaking marijuana. Joints the joint. Yeah, joints are the joint to me because they're easy to roll and also you can take them anywhere. I smoked a joint like... 
20 minutes ago, just walking down the street. Case in point, joint. Yeah, case in point. Um, well, why don't you speak of getting things walk rolling? Walk over here real quick. Yeah, why don't we? Why don't you call the taxi if we're going to make this happen? This is a we're unscheduled gonna, and unfettered gonna, interview. We're going to have to take a break, but I did, I did want to say really quick that uh, a guy that walked that just walked by us uh, goes by a certain name. I'm not going to say his name for fear of getting assassinated, but he is a noted and infamous cocaine dealer. Cool. Yeah, and I've, I've but the thing is about when you buy cocaine from him, it's fifty dollars. Uh, he only sells, you know, 50 sacks, right. whereas most cocaine dealers will sell you a 20 sack, no problem. So you're gonna want to spend, you're gonna spend a little bit more money. Maybe that's towards the end of the night when you're really fading, when you're like crashing like a Titanic. Give yourself some really good, high-quality $50 cocaine, and it's gonna be rocked up, as they say. And you're gonna, <laughs> there's a few kids walking by, <laughs> but you're gonna want to break it down with your. Uh, look, I don't want to talk about cocaine. It's, it's yeah, not, you uh, brought that up several times. I, I don't really agree with uh, doing cocaine because uh, it's, it's a, illegal. It's, it's illegal and it's a highly, highly addictive narcotic. So why don't you call the taxi? On that note, let's let's call the taxi and take a quick break. Kirk Mellish here, Atlanta taxi, you know, the number one you know, in the Atlanta area. <laughs> well, it's gonna, it's it's actually uh, uh, Captain Herb, old Captain Herb. Yeah, rest, Captain rest, Herb here. Rest in peace. You know he died, right? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, uh, I heard it was uh, some sort of argument he got into with Clark Howard uh, because he had raped his son. I think you said that back on episode like four or five. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh wow. He said that because uh, we had the same conversation about taxis, and that led to uh, oh, Clark Howard. Yeah. Or, uh, what, what was it was sometime. I mean, this is getting pretty Kirk meta, Howard? but yeah, you you were doing your Clark Howard thing. Clark 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 Howard here. Oh yeah, the big Doctor Duck, uh, Clark Collard Greens, Clark. Clark Howard or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I remember that. Hey, true weekend revenge review fans of the show will check out revenge. that one. Hey, we've been going for 29 fucking episodes. I'm really proud of myself. I want to like to give you a high five right here. Hey, and we're, we're gonna, next week we're going to do episode fucking 30, my man. I think Josh Liner should be on that one. Hey, if, if he can get on, Josh, if you're listening, and I'm going to reach it. out to you personally, but I'm really bad with the phone. And I forgot to text you, but I'm telling you right now, I'd like you to be on the show. I'd like to be a special music episode. He would like that. I think he would. So, this yeah. is Saturday, so I think it's appropriate to say Weekend Revenge. Weekend Revenge. What does that mean? That's, that's what, that's this edition. It's Weekend Revenge. Weekend, weekend Revenge. Weekend Revenge. We'll, we'll be right back. Weekend Revenge. time and this time so we were at 529 and Jake was like okay I'm gonna go get another drink oh wait no I'm not gonna get another drink I'm just gonna close close out my tab and then I guess you did get a drink because I didn't see you again <laughs> I, got, uh, I got a little shot of whiskey oh yeah no big fucking deal shout out to uh, 529 shout out to 529 it's actually like like I was saying that's that is where the birthplace of the show uh, that's like the that's our Nazareth you know yeah, the, the first time I ever talked to Kenneth about Weekend Review, Weekend Review, we were, we were standing outside of the, uh, you know, on the patio at five twenty nine. Five twenty nine. And I was just saying, like, I, I don't know, I believe my exact wording was like, "Hey, man, like, we should do like a podcast or some shit." And I was like, "A podcast? You mean like a Doug Benson type thing?" And then, like, and then Jake was like, "I was like, no, you ever heard like WTF or like 
comedy bang bang or anything like that and I was like I don't I don't know I listened to like This American Life does that count and then Jake was like I was like dude you need to check out uh, ear, like just go to Earwolf like look up Earwolf podcast like it'll be the shit that you change your life on and the shit that changes you and your entire life and I did and it because did because comedy podcasts are the way to go I'm gonna turn the microphone up a little bit I think that's a good idea I think that's a good call I'm not seeing any bumps you know so, so we're, we were just there just now, and uh, it's because I performed a comedy show. I'm not going to put any clips of it from from that. Because did you I, record? I, I did record it, yeah. Huh. I've been recording all my shows. But Smart. I don't, I don't think that was a particularly good show. You're going to you gotta give it some time to breathe, as Pete Helms said. Maybe i got to listen to it later. I listened to it in the cab on the way here. Yeah, I think that it's too fresh. I think you should listen to it tomorrow, or maybe after your next show. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just need some time to refresh. Yeah. I told some, some new jokes. You want to hear at least one of my new jokes? Yeah, tell me which one you think did the best. Which one I think did the best? Yeah, like, tell me the joke. Not Don't, like, just read it to me, but perform the joke that did best. It would probably be the Pimp My Ride joke. I love which it. Which I've been doing for at least a week now. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, well, you know that show uh, on, on MTV called Pimp My Ride? Yeah. You know, I don't know if you know about it, but they, they go ahead and take your car and they like put a new paint job on it and uh, get a new system and everything. And then sometimes, just for the hell of it, they put a goldfish in your steering wheel. And it's like, yeah, like I didn't have enough time, like I had enough things to worry about. Now I gotta feed my fucking steering wheel. Yeah, thanks for, pu- for putting a living thing in my steering wheel exhibit. As exhibit, that's how I end the joke. I'm like, thanks, exhibit. But then nice. I thought of a little tag later. I'd be like, exhibit, is that even your real name? Cuh. Calling him out, huh? Yeah, I'd just be like, I bet you're like, like, why would somebody name their son or daughter exhibit? <laughs> yeah, especially if it's like, if it is that, if it is your real name, like, it's uh, incorrectly spelled, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? A loose speller, right? It, it's literally like uh, missing a letter. If it's gonna be your name, you gotta at least spell it right. Right. It's, it's missing a letter, and one of the letters is like switched around or something. I don't know. I'd have to do. I have to do a like like side by side comparison. I don't really. I can't really recall the actual way to spell exhibit right now. It's yeah. kind of escaping me. I don't know, but like Leo DiCaprio. Ooh, that's a hard one. To a Tom Hanks, a la Forrest Gump. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there are some actors out there who have really hard names. Uh, Adrian Brody. Like, that's pretty hard to spell. Adrian Brody. Exactly. See, I can't even say it. I'm trying, I, that's how I try to say it, like, out loud so I can think about how to spell it. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. <laughs> you can't do it, man. It's impossible to pronounce. Like, why don't you just have a normal name? Like, I don't know, like, Tom. This is, this Hanks. is, this is all very compelling, but, uh, let's go ahead and flip the script. Let's go ahead and get... Let's get serious. Flip the script. That makes me think that you actually have something prepared. I always have things prepared. Well, what's, what, what is what's now? What do you flip the script to, to do? Well, I, I, I was talking to Lane earlier today. And, shout uh, out to Lane. Shout out to Lane. Shout out to David Jonaber. David Jonaber, you son of a bitch. How did you How did you even think we weren't going to say something about you? We missed you last episode. But yeah. That was an accident. There's a lot of excitement. You were in our hearts, and uh, when Koresh was throwing up, you were... On the floor, I guess. He, he mentioned your name as he threw up. Not in a bad way. Like, in a celebratory way. Right. Like, in a popping of a champagne bottle kind of way. Like, David John Right. That's that's kind of the, the worst part about his name, is that some, like, half the time, in the middle of saying it, you puke everywhere. Yeah. 
I, I, uh, I always try, because it's kind of like Russian roulette, you don't know which time is going to make you throw up. So every time before I come onto the show, because uh, you only throw up once a day if you say his name. So yeah. I, just, I just say I say his name like 12, 15, 28 times, and I'll just throw up real quick before the show starts, so I can just get it over with. Because you're a bulimic, right? Yeah, yeah, but that's that's different. Uh, I am a bulimic, but uh, that doesn't really... Th- I throw up. This is an extra throw up. Like, this is special. I don't want to get into making fun of eating disorders, man. And I think you kind of crossed the line. I think you owe our listeners an apology, and you owe me an apology as well. So go ahead and go ahead, go ahead, just do your apology right now. Listeners, I may have saved something that many child may have found inappropriate. And that's that's all I have to say. That's uh, I appreciate it, man. At least at least you acknowledge it. You know, that's the thing. You got to yeah. acknowledge your privilege. Check your privilege. But what were you you saying, anyway? Well, on a serious note, uh, that kid, the kid from South Carolina this past week who opened up, (laughs) opened up shop, opened up fire, opened fire in... uh, Let's get out of the frying pan and into the fucking fire. Yeah. I just, I felt like that was awful when I heard about that on the radio. Like, I... Oh, are are you really willing to take that stance? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to defend, but... No, I actually, I did have, like, sort of a visceral reaction, and I was like... Like, to me, in that situation, hearing about everything, and I don't even know all the details, but my first thought was just, like, uh, like very pro-death penalty kind of thing. Like, I don't think this kid could be rehabilitated. I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's... It, I don't think he deserves rehabilitation. Like, that's such a malicious act that he did, you know? Like, you shouldn't... You're, you, kind of, you kind of void your own humanity when you do something like that. And I feel like you just have to be extinguished, you know? Are you, uh... Hmm... Excuse me, why? Bless you. Mm. Yeah, I'm chewing right now. Huh? Are you a bit d- disillusioned with uh, the uh, the culture and the media and stuff, framing it as some kind of uh, isolated event by a uh, lone psychopath, rather than examining the the issues and the things that uh, you know that drove him to do this? People are just saying like, "Oh, he's just a crazy guy. That shit's gonna happen no matter what," right? Are you are you are you a little bit upset about that, or do you feel like uh, do you feel like that. they're correct? I haven't noticed that. Uh, I've only heard about it on NPR, um, and I, I don't really care about what what the media portrays it as. I just feel like it was very it's very unfortunate that that happened, and I feel bad for all the people who were killed because their families are affected, and no one wants to die that way, and no one wants to die. Period. So if some some malicious person comes in just purely out of like wretched hate or like apathy or nihilism or whatever this kid's problem was it's just like it, it's such a it's such a sad way to have to die because we all do have to die but it's it's nice if you can die in a way that's that, what they say yeah it's true I haven't seen it proven for myself yet well knock on wood yeah you have oh good point um <laughs> yeah some people do call me Casper too I'm not sure why but I guess it makes sense now <laughs> Um, the sequel. Yeah, but I don't... I Chapter just, 2, the sequel. To me, it just seems... Like, I'm not necessarily a very political person, and I don't take stances on, like, big uh, hot-button issues, but when I heard about that, I was just like, that kid needs to be given the death penalty. Like, I don't care... I don't care what the uh, stipulations of the state are or whatever thing... Or if I had to... If I had to uh, be the judge, jury, and executioner, I think I would give the order. I'd push the button. Well, I mean, you present an interesting point because I personally don't support the death penalty. Right. 
I think it's I think like everything it's a case by case basis. I don't always support it, but in this case I do. I personally don't even I I barely support like prison. <laughs> like how can you prove to somebody how can you prove to me that somebody deserves to be in a fucking metal cage for the rest of their life? Isn't that just because and, you do so many illegal things though? You if you didn't if you weren't opposed to prison you'd be there right now? I mean, if I was black, no matter no matter what, like yeah. no matter like whether I did illegal things or not, I'd be in prison or dead. Yeah, statistically, that seems to be <clears throat> like this this spring and this summer. Like I was saying, I was talking to Lane. It's like the Arab Spring version of uh, like the expose of uh, police brutality and everything. Like I know it's been happening, but it's crazy just now that there's like this huge focused like light on it now, and it seems like it's like without fail, like every single week something awful is happening to the black community and it's being reported and like there's no real solution that I can think of because it's just like it's really deep in our country I think that like this division between black and white people especially in the south and stuff yeah I mean just just the fact that people won't even acknowledge that it was like fucked up or whatever like I don't know there's people on Facebook that are like oh like black people need to stop feeling sorry for themselves and shit so like I don't know they're, they're the reason that the country can't get along it's not like the people that are getting killed. It's not like the onus isn't on them yeah. to like prove that they're not. They shouldn't be killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. The, I mean, it's like I don't it's, know. It's guilty there's no, until there's proven n- otherwise. So the question is whether or not uh, is this an is this another example of a weird freak isolated incident, or does our country need to really think about how it views privilege and how the way the way people the way it like conditions people to grow up with a certain mentality? Yeah. Does the country need to examine that as a whole, or is this just a weird, crazy guy? I think it's just a weird, crazy guy. I think it's... Like, I don't know, because it keeps happening over and over again, and there's well, no end in sight. Proportionally speaking, though, it's obviously something that happens on the edges and the fringes of society, because we have 350 million people in this country, and if you were to put all of the like internal terrorist-type acts that have happened, like the Timothy McVeigh's and this kid, Columbine, all the stuff that was like... Uh, Perpetuated by white people? Well... Yeah, I mean, just stuff that's happened. Like, I wouldn't consider like nine uh, eleven to be part of the statistic, but I'm just thinking like because they're not white. Uh, I guess. Are, wait, are you asking? Is it is your point that this is a white person? Is that your point? I mean, I'm saying my my point is yeah, like people need to to like acknowledge the way that things are. If they if they really want to know why shit like this happened. I mean, don't just dismiss it as being one, like, lone lunatic, because he was a racist, he was pro-apartheid, he was like pro, South like, African. Rhodesia. Yeah. What's wrong with this kid? That's like, that's like politics from the past. <laughs> well, here's a controversial opinion. Okay. That doesn't necessarily lay in line with, with what I'm talking about now, but if you look back, I mean, oftentimes, if you examine the, uh... My foot, my foot is stuck. <laughs> If you, if you examine the history... My foot is stuck. Okay. <laughs> just unstuck un, un, un it, man. I did. What do you want me to do? Sorry. It's like your out. fucking cock? Yeah, please. God that, that would help me out. Uh, if you examine the history of, like, um, people that do these sort of things... Right. Oftentimes... Yes. And, you know, whatever, take, take with us what you will. But oftentimes, they're people that have extreme difficulty mm-hmm. getting laid. Yeah. I, that, uh, that's true. It's true. It Timothy McVeigh like didn't have sex his entire life. This Elliot Roger guy didn't. Is that the guy the, from uh, South Carolina? He's the guy from uh, Elliot Roger. Elliot Rogers. He's he's crazy, man. You can watch his videos on Who YouTube. Is he? He's he's this guy that um, it was UC Berkeley, 
He like oh. he like wrote he like made these manifestos and yeah, he, yeah, he wrote yeah. like a hundred fifty page long manifesto. This is the BMW. And guy? then he ran yeah 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 okay. he, he shot some people and then he ran down the street running people over and then shot some more people. Uh, his entire thing was that women had scorned and spawned him by refusing to think that he is a sexual god. <laughs> and he is uh, obviously this guy. Uh, you know, this is this is an example of a guy. He, they say he did have Aspergers or something. Right. Okay, that's fine. But he's still like his his rhetoric and his mm-hmm. entire like uh, manifesto and stuff is like uh, nothing different from that of a you know any person that talks about misandry or like any person that's like uh, like the pro what whatever it's called like pro man movement or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's the same shit. It's the same rhetoric. So I don't know. It's like maybe the problem is with these fucking dudes. I mean, like you could say, I mean, it's still like, you know, I'm not saying it takes any kind of person to like commit an act such as that. But, uh, you know, his, the mentality that was kind of, that he was born into being, uh, being a white male, heterosexual, cisgendered American, uh, that's kind of, it might've, it might've contributed a little bit to his slaughter. And the fact that he thought that women were slaves to his cock, and that if they weren't worshiping him, they deserved to die. I mean, that's, that's my two cents on Elliot Rogers. Thank you very much. I'm going to insert an applause right there. <laughs> my only thought about that is just it seems like an oversimplification because yes, obviously the culture that surrounds him informs a lot of his decisions and everything, and you can't you can't remove the organism from the environment. Uh, so without a doubt, that has a part to play, but. It's not saying it's not necessarily damning evidence against our culture or our society if not everyone is doing that. Like it's just it's statistics, honestly. I mean, it's like you have a big pool of people, you have a random sample, so you have three hundred and fifty million people in the country. Speaking of pools, we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. You better believe we will. Yeah. Um but it's just I think I think it is sort of just like a freak accident because this kind of stuff it doesn't just happen in America like there are weird people in Japan that kill people that kill themselves I mean it's it is culturally informed but I don't think that like the the incidents that have happened in our like recent history as a country necessarily mean we have to like restructure our culture or anything like that I don't know I don't know man it's kind of I mean it's not recent events in our culture it's not it's not like racism or like you know, misogyny and shit is like a new thing. Right. It's kind of like a tradition. But not everyone there's is. A, there's a lot of people that subscribe to racism, and yeah. a lot of people that like are like racist and not accepting of homos and stuff. Homos. Be- because it's a tradition. Right. Like, but I, shit, I think my grandpa doesn't like gay people, so why should I? I'm a good old Southern boy. That's a tradition, my man. Yeah. That's the shit that's carried on in America. No, I don't think that that's the majority opinion, though. I don't I don't feel... I'm not threatened by that because I think what you're expressing defines a very small amount of people. And there's no way to get rid of people like that because we don't live in a country where people are killed based on their ideologies. So it's like... I don't know. I think we do live in a country where that happens. Well, I mean, in, in truth, yes, that probably does happen. That's kind of the, the, the main reason this guy killed those people. But, but we don't make a practice of it in our... Like, it, we're not... It's not like a genocide thing where it's like a decree by the government where people who disagree or have a certain belief are killed and sought out and, and like, uh, uh, what's the word, marginalized. Muslims, black people, Those, women, the, gay people. Barack Obama's not on the, the White House lawn saying that he wants to, like, uh, round up all the gay people and put them in a box, so. Barack Obama is a puppet of the Illuminati anyway, so it doesn't uh, even matter. 
and, <laughs> and he's being controlled by many puppet masters that you can't see or hear or feel. Hey, can you insert master of puppets right here? <laughs> I, I, master. I, I, may, I may or may not. Master. It's appropriate considering my shirt. Oh, it totally is. I have a Metallica shirt on. You wore this on the last episode of uh, Weekend Revenge. That's, uh, I mean, I love Metallica, and anybody that talks shit about Metallica to me is going to get a fistful of metal straight into their asshole. Jeez. And fist them with a fist of fury until they bleed. Hey, does that count as cheating? Cheating. Like, if you told Sarah that you did that to someone, uh, would she be like, oh my god, you cheated on me? That I beat, that I like, that I like raped somebody with my hand because, metal hand, yeah. because they talk shit about Metallica? Yeah. I think she would have a different issue with that. It, would, it wouldn't be related to my fidelity. It would be related to my mental... Uh, sanity. Yeah, but... Stuff if, like that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Have you ever done that? No. Punch somebody in the, like, you know, asshole with a brass no. knuckles on? No. I got into a w- weird territory. I just wanted to steer away from the uh, political stuff, because we're not a political show, we're a comedy show. More like Jake was losing ground, because I was, like, destroying your very, very sophomoric arguments. You, you, you're full of shit, and Bill, <laughs> Bill Cosby is a rapist, and all white people deserve to be in jail. And that's my hey, final word on the subject. You first, man. And the gimme gimmies. You can go on to jail. Just go up and go up to the federal penitentiary and just be like, take me in. I think they would because there is a warrant for my arrest. A bench warrant? There's a bench warrant, yeah. Yeah, but those you wouldn't go to the, the federal pen for that. You would just like you probably maybe like spend maybe you would. I guess you could if you if you're like, I'm also joining ISIS. If there was some kind of clerical error and they thought that I was black or Hispanic. <laughs> that would have to be a very glaring clerical error. And then the police officer who arrested you had to be like partially blind to think that you were like black or Hispanic. Hey, it could happen. Stranger things have happened. I don't think so. Look at Mumia Abu Jamal, man. He didn't kill nobody. He's in jail for killing a cop. Didn't do a goddamn squat. <laughs> He's just chilling there doing his little peaceful protests. Hey, I got I got a story for you, Kenneth. Okay. Can you not smoke that cigarette? You're. I'm not. I'm not I'm, well, okay. Let me, let me let me clarify this for okay. people that don't know. Because the other day I was doing an open mic night and uh-huh. I, and I didn't want to smoke a cigarette, but I had it in my hand. Right. Just because it's kind of like a way to help me think and stuff, and I was putting it to my lips. Because I have a, I guess I have a slight oral fixation. Whatever. And I was just doing it. I didn't want to smoke it yet, but some guy came up and lit it for me. And I want to make clear that I'm not, I'm not I have no intention of lighting the cigarette. I'm just holding it, uh, you know, to help me think. Sounds like bullshit. You should get a shirt that says, please don't light my cigarette. I mean, or just people, uh, maybe maybe I should uh, get a shirt that says like, hey, uh, please don't light my cigarette or something. Good point. I didn't think about that. But uh, so so I had a uh, <clears throat> had an interesting uh, incident the other day. It's kind of it's it's not very. Uh, I'll try to like tell as fast as I can. Please like, hurry up. Yeah, right. you've already the, the setup for this has just been gargantuan. Related to the, the oh my god, will you get to the point? <laughs> related to the earlier issue of the Charleston uh, shooter, what was Nerdwell fuckface? What was his name? Who cares? I'm not saying his name anymore. What do you know it? it? Obviously, I don't even need to play the theme to know for you to know that he's banned for life from the show. True. I'm not even going to waste a lifetime ban on no, him. No, don't waste that. Uh, Those but are precious. It, whatever his name is, he's a dick, dick face, and an asshole, and I don't think he's very cool for shooting all those people. But uh, that's well neither said. neither here nor there. Right. Um, but it is kind of here because this this uh, the story relates to that. So I came into uh, well, first of all, I was in Little Five Points. I was hanging out at Mammal Gallery. I went to go get some food, went to the McDonald's, and uh, came to find that they had nothing except for Whoppers. I swear to God, there's nobody in there for the first time that I've ever been at the 
For the first time I've ever been at the McDonald's in Little Five Points, and there's barely anybody in there because they only had Whoppers. Wait, so how many people were in there? There's probably like 20 people in there. <laughs> so, so like barely any. Yeah, exactly. I mean, considering the size of the place and like the people that are usually, like it's usually packed. Right. Anyway, long story short, I decided to go to Popeye's. Wow. I walk into Popeye's. There's a ton of people there. A shitload of people. So that sounds like you made the reverse. Like you should have stayed where there were fewer people. Well, I didn't want a Whopper. So oh, I, I and I decided that I wanted some chicken. Do you, I mean, thought, do you mean Big Mac? Because Whopper's a Burger King thing. And, well, yeah, whatever. And you it's know. not little five points. It's just five points. It's well, five points, five points. Thank you, thank you. I was in five points. The, the listeners were just like five points. It's not little five points. Stop thank, saying that. Thank you for the clarification. I wish I wish Noah was here to give us some fact checking. Some fact checking. F- fact fact checking. Okay. And that's a shout out to the old school listeners of Weekend Review. Yeah, Weekend Review. Uh, we're talking about episode seven or five or something, something. like that. Um, but anyway. Uh, um, we so we went into the Popeyes. A ton of people there. I go to the front of the line. Wow! At the end of the line, that's like completely full. Right. And there's a guy. Uh, there's a this tall, skinny black man. Okay. Who's uh, yelling to the guy behind the counter? He's like, "Hey, man, uh, a white boy in uh, uh, South Carolina, South or North Carolina? I think it's South. A white boy in South Carolina just killed nine of our people, man. What the fuck's up with that? You know, blah blah blah. And he's just yelling at the guy. The guy's not talking to him. He's like trying to do his work. Right. And then he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, black power, black power. And there's like all these, you know, it's, I'm, I'm the only white person in the line, incidentally, at the time. And uh, so I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm stoned. I'm stoned. And I'm just like... Uh, like they it, took out stones and just threw them at you? No, no, I, I was high on marijuana like, oh, when, okay. when, I was, when I was in the line for the Popeyes. Important clarification. So, so I'm just like kind of, uh, I'm just kind of listening and laughing, you know. And, um, Good call with the laughter, yeah. Then uh, he, he gets, uh, the guy told, tells him, like, uh, you know, calm down. You need to stop yelling. And uh, he says, like, hey, man, you ain't running shit. Fuck you and stuff. And he starts yelling at the guy. Yeah. The security guard uh, comes from the side, from my immediate uh, right, comes up to him and starts whispering to him. He's like, let me talk to you for a second. He's like, you got to calm down. Like, you can't, you can't be, like, raising your voice like that. I know if you want to raise your voice, but you can't, like, use curse words. He's looking him dead in the eyes. The security guard's looking him dead in the eyes and telling him this, and the guy says, all right, I'll, I'll calm down, I'll calm down. Sorry about that. And the guy walks away, and he's, he, the guy says, hey, I'm sorry to everybody in line that I was cursing. Sorry about that. Hey, I'm sorry that I disrespect you and everything. And there's a woman in line. It's like probably four or five people ahead of him. And he's like, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I, I want to pay for I want to pay for your meal. He's like, I want to pay for this black woman's meal. Like, I'm sorry for disrespecting you all. I'm sorry about that. And I want to pay for your meal. And she's like, okay, great. You know, she gets a free meal. And then uh, he's standing in line. He's like, you know, I didn't mean to disrespect. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then he starts talking about something else. And he keeps talking for a long time. And the cashier gets really annoyed and says, uh, you, you have to leave. She's like, you, you got to get out of here. And uh, he's like, why? What did I do? I was just paying for somebody's meal. I'm just in line for the, I'm in line for chicken. You know, he's like, you know, she's like, you know, you got to get out of here. Like, I'm sick of your shit. She put, she looked at the security guard. She's like, get that guy out of here. Mm-hmm. Get him out of here. And, and the guy just like shrugs, you know, because he's not actually doing anything. He's just like yelling. And then he, she's, she, he's like, no, I want you to ring me up for my meal and stuff. And she's like, well, I'm not going to ring you up. But she asked him, she's like, he's like, I'm going to get a meal, you know. And she's like, well, who's going to ring you up? And he's like, you, you are. And he's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, no, I'm not going to ring you up. So who's going to ring you up then? How are you going to get your meal? Oh, sorry. Sorry, you're not getting a meal today. Sorry, I'm not going to ring you up. And he's like, you know, what's going on and stuff. And then finally, um, she is, I'm the next guy in line. I'm right after this guy. 
And she just looks at me and she says, what do you want? And I tell her I want a number five with, you know, Bayou buffalo sauce and fries and a fucking Pepsi or whatever. And so she rings me up and the guy's standing in front of me, you know, like, like talking to her like, no, ring me up. I can't get a piece of chicken. What's up with this bullshit and stuff? Mm-hmm. And then um, so I just I get my meal and I stand off to the side. And then uh, I'm standing with the security guard now. He's standing on the side of the counter. I'm just waiting for my meal now. And the guy's talking to him and he says like, uh, he's like, you know, what's up with this? I just bought somebody a meal and shit and like whatever. And the, the guy's like, listen to me. Uh, some people have a really strong personality and you're one of those people and some people just don't vibe with your personality. And you got to understand that. You got to relax. You can't just yell out in the middle of a place like this. And he's like, blah, 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 whatever. And he eventually, eventually leaves. Mm-hmm. And then I'm standing there waiting for my food. The security guard like starts chuckling. He's like, <laughs> it's crazy, crazy. Crazy man, these people are funny. People are fucking funny, man. And I'm like, uh, what? What's 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 funny? I was like, yeah, that guy's uh, hilarious. Like, do you know that guy? And um, he's like, no, I don't know him. And I was like, yeah, he was cracking me up. He's like, you know, some people like, you know, their personality like you just don't vibe with some people. And people want to act like they're crazy all the time. You know, I think this. You know, I think like if you left the house today with clothes on, you're not crazy, because you got up and you knew I need to put clothes on before I walk out of my house. So you're not crazy, you know? Nobody like that is crazy. And he looks me dead in the eyes. He's like, I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm fucking crazy. Does he have a gun? But I, I know it. Yeah, he has a gun. Wow, that's great. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I just got out of anger management. I'm trying to control myself and stuff. And he starts talking to me about how crazy he is. Great. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just standing there listening, you know? Yeah. Eventually, I get my chicken to leave. But that's my Popeye uh, story. So, there you go. Starts talking to you about that, his that gun. Was, that was the whole story. He didn't tell. He didn't talk to me about his gun. How I many bullets do you think this thing has in it? I, I just like making small talk. I was like, yeah. How often does stuff like that happen? He was like, you know, it happens every once in a while. He's like, but he kept coming back to me like, you know, I'm I'm crazy. I'm fucking crazy. Like people don't know me. Like they don't know what I'll do. Like they talk to me all, all like insane and shit like that. And I'm like, you know, you like you don't know me. Like I'm I'm crazy. I got I got. He's like, <laughs> and he's a cop. <laughs> right. 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 So I mean, it says a lot about the area when you consider that even the fast food restaurants have to have like security inside. Like that's yeah. kind of crazy. And the and the security guard himself is uh, legally insane by yeah. his own by his own definition. And carrying a weapon, yeah, that that could kill probably eight or nine people. So that was something weird that happened. Sounds but it was it was delicious chicken. I did get the Bayou Buffalo sauce and a little bit of the uh, God. I did get some barbecue sauce too. Yeah. And I, I dipped. I, I used both. And I almost couldn't finish my meal, but I, I, I uh, you know, ate it down. I got that sweet fucking Cajun uh, mashed potatoes with the Cajun gravy on it, too. Wow. Popeye's is really good. Popeye's is delicious. Uh, I guess I, 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 I got the trash bag right here. You want to see it? I saw it, yeah. I was going to say, this might be a good time to uh, let's go ahead and say this episode's uh, brought to you by Popeye's Chicken. Uh, you can find that in uh, Little Thank Five you. Points, Thank Atlanta. Thank you, Popeye's. Uh, excellent chicken. The staff is extremely nice, very helpful. Um, yeah, not not at all insane. No, no, and not at all. I mean, the way he was staring at me, it was so it was so perfect. It was just like I was so stoned. I'm crazy. <laughs> he just like looked at me. He's like, I'm 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 crazy. And I was I was just like, my 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 jaw almost dropped to the floor at how perfect that That's moment disgusting. was. It was like so hilarious. I don't know. And I was just cracking up. I was like, yeah, man, whatever. And I got my chicken, and I left. So that's that's the first story, and wow. if you if you want to hear, I got a couple more stories for you because we we've, we've been we we're a little bit late, you know. Want to talk about that? Sure. 
Uh, yeah, the, this episode is a little later than usual. Um, I mean, there's not really much to say in terms of what happened. Uh, it was entirely your fault, and I think that we've squashed the beef. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and recap it so that the audience can be on my side. Um, Please. Please. Tell everybody what happened. So Wednesday night, which is our new day that we record. As uh, per your request, by the way. As per my request, yes. As per your request. Asperger's my request. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I was I was out. I tried to get in touch with you earlier that day, and you admittedly say that you're not a phone person, and I respect that. However, I like schedules. I like timetables. Like, 4 plus 4 times 2 is 16. And I, I think that's just something I... You're right about that. Yeah, thank I'd, you. I had to do a quick math, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. correct. Um, but, like, I like to just know what I'm doing a little ahead of time. So I was trying to get in touch with you to figure out what the deal was. And I left pretty early to go for a little joyride before I came over here to do the show. And uh, I think by the time I got over here, it was like maybe 9.45 to your place. And you're like, hey, we're going to do something at... Uh, can we do it at the uh, Independent? It was, yeah, it was you're the like, Independent. Can we do the? can we do another on location? And right above like, the Midtown Arts Cinema. Yeah, because you guys saw that new Jurassic Park movie, right? Jurassic World. I actually ran into Ben later that night. Shout out to Ben. You're, how did you run into Ben? At Kroger. At Kroger, weird. Was he with Steven? No, he was by himself. Ben uh, has a lifetime ban from the show. It's it's weird because like I, I knew that you were coming, and I told Ben specifically, like, uh, you you can't be on the show. Sorry, man, like, uh, you're banned for life. I wish it wasn't that way, honestly, but that's kind of just what we have to stick to. Well, Unless you make some kind of like really amazing appeal. No, I mean honestly, he's kind of got a few strikes against him because obviously, if he doesn't, if he doesn't know that he's banned, that means he doesn't listen to the show. And right. the worst thing someone who's banned from the show can do is to not listen to it, because right. then they don't even know what the status of their ban is, and it's kind of disrespectful. It's like triple strikes. Yeah. So we're not about to take off the lifetime ban now, but if if something else develops in the future, we'll have to explain. I mean, I don't know, man. If he wants to. Uh, I told him if he wants to like appeal himself, if he has any interest in doing that, we can take being you on the show. Court. Yeah, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to do something. You can't just like lifetime ban is lifetime ban. It's pretty. Serious. And I, I want him to be on the show, and he's the only one of the people. Like he's the only one of the people that's lifetime ban that I actually know. Right. Because who else is? It's like Dan Bilzerian and Adolf Hitler. Yeah, and fucking like that. Uh, some guy that Alex Sir Ian McKellen like. and, yeah. and 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 uh, Ellie Golding or like whatever. Ellie Golding. Like, isn't she banned? No, wait, that was Sarah's Sarah's band, but we didn't end up, end up doing that. That's for a future show. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, was, you know, I'll go ahead and say Ellie Golding is banned for life. Wow. I didn't see that coming, honestly. But I'll let Sarah explain it on a, on a future episode. Yeah, anyway, I, I appreciate that. But uh, Ben was the very first lifetime ban, and you can't really, you can't just, like, shake that off. I mean, that's, he was the reason that lifetime ban was invented. And you know, if you hear, if you hear this, Ben, I, I hope you understand that. Like, I, it's not. I know you maybe want to be on the show, but it's not so easy for us to just like take that away because you're the entire reason that the the segment of Lifetime Ban, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in a minute, you're the entire reason that it was invented. We've and, banned somebody for life every single episode since then. Right. And honestly, the segment is called Lifetime Ben. Like, I mean, if you if you read the show notes, like, this is pretty serious. Yeah. Lifetime it's called, Ben. It's called Lifetime Ben for a reason. Yeah. Ben Wills is your new name. Nice. So, yeah, so uh, so you wanted to do it at the independent, the show. And right. I went, I had to go get my recorder, and I got back home, and I was just sitting on the couch, and I was like, man, I don't want to go out again. And so I called you up, and I was like, hey, I don't want to go out again. And you were like, oh, okay, click. 
And then I was like, I told Erica, I was like, I bet Jake's gonna like wanna, he's gonna like get really dramatic and say he doesn't want to do the show anymore. No, but come on, man. Why? Why? The, come on. You 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 misunderestimate me if you think that's what I would do. You've done that in the past. I've not said I don't want to do the show. You may not remember I've this. Never said that. You have actually said it. You oh, were shit. no, you were really really drunk to be fair. So you may not remember. But when I went to the Mammal Gallery once, uh, like you were like fall down drunk. Like you were like. I think it, I think it's probably true for you to say that you have never said that because the person who said that was not you. <laughs> I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think that I was just about to black out. You were mad at me because I had made some clips that were uh, on the show, and you came up to me and you're like, "You fucking hate the sh- sh- show, man. I don't even want to fucking do it anymore. If it's gonna." <laughs> I, you fucking asshole, man. I remember that controversy. Yeah, yeah. And I wish I hadn't said all that because I, I do want clips from the show to be on YouTube. I still have them all. I'll, I'll explain to you. Well, well, I'll explain what happened in brief. So we used to do on this show. We used to do songs like every once in a while. Teaser clips. Oh well, yeah, songs. Well, yeah, we would just go into a song. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I th- I feel as though we've moved away from that. As far, I mean, I, I think I think our show has more substance now, and I never necessarily wanted to do it in the first place. It was just kind of a time filler because we didn't have anything to do. And then uh, uh, Kenneth made these uh, made these uh, YouTube clips to promote the show on YouTube, and posted all these clips that were the songs themselves. Mostly songs, not not only songs, but mostly. Right, and, and but the 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 thing, the caveat or whatever, or the whatever. Is that they were the best of moments of the show? I just thought Which, of them as teasers, not necessarily best ofs. But I, I took issue with the idea that they would be the best moments of the show because the the entire premise is they're supposed to be totally like out of the blue and just like stupid, like incidental. So, is what you kept saying. Incidental. It's just like incidental songs, and we just like do these dumbass songs, and then I add music to it and stuff. That was the idea. So I felt like it was defeating the entire magic of the show. To post individual clips of just the songs, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't really care now. Like, I don't. Whatever, man. Like, grown up. But I, 20, 25 weeks ago or something. I think I know the thing that I kept saying is that I know we have better moments of the show than these song clips. No. I, uh, no. That's. <laughs> I, I. I guarantee you. Like, I don't know. All the shit we've been talking about on this episode. This is a good episode so far, by the way. But all any, anything in this episode could be used as a like teaser clip. True. Before it be before a, I just feel like a dumbass song like just I mean like the songs was like you know when is a good song and the making a song the making a song are gonna making a song you thought the songs were gone but now we're smoking a bong now I'm doing a thong and do a little bit long. doesn't necessarily have it's it's not the, we we couldn't progress as a show unless we shed that element of it molt 
Um, Molt. I think you just... I just to shed and to grow. My, uh, my aunt said famously... Uh, I think she coined this phrase, uh, that you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. And so that was my perspective. It wasn't a best of grouping of clips. It was just stuff that was funny in and of itself. It was incidental. But I was just thinking if we could just get people to listen to the whole thing by giving them some treats, then that would be a good way to... Because if, if, like, to go back to Diana Harrington, if Diana Harrington was listening or seeing on Facebook that we had a podcast and then we were putting out teaser clips and she heard us do a song then I feel like that would be a little bit more likely for her to to tune in than if we did a, like, if you made a clip about, I don't know, from this episode, like, our our discussion about, uh, like, the culture and how it's informing gun violence. Like, everyone already hears that shit and may not be so interested in hearing two guards talk about it. I don't really give a fuck if other people hear it. It's just, like, for my, I, the show that I want to do, it's not a show that's like like revolves around gimmicks and stuff, and I felt like the doing songs was a gimmick. It was and not a gimmick. I it felt was... well. I mean, it was a gimmick. It would to to me like the way that I like because I I produced the songs and stuff. To me, it was a, it was a gimmick. It's the stuff that I put in there as a kind of weird hook when we were trying to figure out the show. Right. And now I feel like we don't even need any of that shit. We can just talk because yeah. I have confidence in myself and yourself to have a good rapport. Report and not burp on the microphone, and say good funny comedies without even without even burping. Yeah, without yeah, right. So I mean, so anyway, it was just it was a, it was a gimmick, and I was embarrassed to have that exposed as the only clips of the show that were available on YouTube. I would like to do a best of of the show. Go for it. Um, I don't know, man. I I think if I did that, I had to listen to every episode. You again, would have is, to, and man, it's a fucking chore. 28, you know, probably close to 30 hours. Ugh. At least. I listened to it a time and a half uh, fast, which made it really funny, actually. Like I, you and me. <laughs> How did you speed it up a time and a half fast? Uh, I used Audacity for the for finding the clips. I think that might be a good idea. If I, if I was going to do a best of, I would listen to them like that. I would definitely, because it, we, we, it, the, sh- the show is so slow. And if you're going to listen to 30 of them, Voices are so slow that Tonight, tonight I have to uh, work. I know you have to work. Yeah, I have to work. It's already 8 o'clock. What do you think you're going to do? I haven't had dinner yet. I'm pretty excited about making some food and listening to some podcasts. What are you going to listen to, you think? Probably you... Comedy Bang Bang. I'm almost done with their whole catalog. Which which episode are you on right now? Which which direction are you working as far as listening? Uh, I went from uh, oldest to newest. So I'm on episode like 280-something. Yeah. It's like it's like January 2014 right now in in comedy bang bang world for me. What, what's a recent one you listened to? Maybe I've also heard it. And I could. Remember. Uh, well, currently the only one I can remember that I just listened to or am still listening to is uh, Ben Schwartz. Uh, and I don't actually I don't even know who the guest is for that episode because I haven't listened to it enough. It's not hugely funny. I'll tell you my my favorite episode of all time. Okay. Uh, it's one with uh, Paul Rust, Tim Heidecker, and 
the guy that plays Bill Cosby Bukowski. Oh yeah, I heard that episode. Uh, jo- uh, John Dor. Okay. Yeah, that's my favorite episode. Any episode with Tim Heidecker is is so <laughs> funny. I love yeah. his attitude. Yeah. Like he gets on that high horse and he's just yeah. like so pretentious and so and like it's a Hollywood douchebag those, character. Yeah, it's those, right up your alley. It is those episodes where he's talking about his music. It's so funny. He's just like, yeah, well, you know, you, you asked me to come on the show and I've got a brand new fucking album, so I thought you maybe we want to fucking talk about that. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Not a big deal. Yeah. Motherfucker. It's just so, so unprofessional. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I do. I heard it recently. It's on, you know, have you seen, like, they have a lot of the video of a lot of them on YouTube, which you might they be They actually interested. don't have a lot of the videos. They stopped. I think they were doing that for a very short amount of time, like when they actually recorded them. They, they still do. Well, maybe they do now, but they don't have, I think they, there's no way they have, like, more than 20 Comedy Bang Bang video podcasts, right? I don't think they do, but they do have them regardless. I know that they do have them. So, I mean, well, anyway, that episode, this one, probably, yeah, this one in particular, <laughs> that's my favorite episode of Comedy Bang Bang I've ever heard. He looks hilarious. This, the shit with Bill Cosby Bukowski makes me piss my pants. So funny. Uh, but we're not here to suck other podcasts on the dick and, and <laughs> give them blowjob. Like He's not trying to give you blowjob. <laughs> on the dick? I give you blowjob on the dick. That's uh yeah. I'm I'm glad we strayed away from that too. But uh, what what like what podcasts have been have you been listening to anyway? Have you listened to Snap Judgment? That's pretty good. No, I never heard of that. Oh man, that's great, dude. Cool. It's actually there's this episode of Snap Judgment that changed my life. How so? And maybe I'll tell you about it briefly. There's this guy who this is English guy. Who, Cheerio. He had, he had a wife and two kids, I think. Yeah. And he. Uh, his wife was pregnant and had a miscarriage. Mm. And immediately after that, he had this dream where an angel came to him and told him, uh, you'll remember this symphony. Uh, and a symphony played in his dream. Mm-hmm. In his fucking dream, played by an angel. And he said, you'll never forget this. Okay. And uh, he woke up and realized he had to dedicate his life to making this a real symphony. Mm-hmm. And he had no musical experience whatsoever. And uh, it took him... 25 years or something wow. but eventually through he, he, he like first well he like moved to London left his family and then he met this guy that was like it, well, he had a job in like a fucking restaurant and then this guy like he talked to this guy about it he was like well I play piano like I could help you like make the uh, the sheet music and stuff and he helped him out with it and then he was like the guy was like you're gonna need like probably a million pounds to actually do this you gotta like rent out the London Philharmonic and all this shit and uh so over the course of like 15 years, he raised a million pounds and he fucking did it. His This symphony that he had in his head, uh, in a dream, uh, he told himself that he was going to make it into a real symphony. Yeah. And it took him like 20 or 25 years, but he fucking did it. So I've been thinking about that a lot. Is this and, something that, not to get too personal, what? but, you know, is this was this sort of the inspiration for some of the events of the past few weeks? Where you like, oh, uh, I, I want to pursue this. Like, I can't have obstacles. Here's my, here's my inspiration. I have no idea what you're talking about. Hey, I don't. But, hey, I don't want to get too personal. But regard, regardless, regardless. So he made the symphony. So I, I put it in my in my brain. Yeah. That I whatever I put my mind to, whatever I want to do. If I say that I can do it, and I you know make that my goal, nothing is stopping me. I can do anything I put my mind to. It's become my mantra. My mantra. At least you picked a non-cliche one. 
It's hey, hey, if anything you want to do, you put your mind onto it and you can do it. That's the full thing. Anything I want to do can stick like glue. That's my mantra. That's that's the pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're that's why we're doing this podcast. I mean, we've had a lot of resolve. Uh, minus this most recent week where I was like, I don't want to do it, but we've we haven't missed a single episode. It's because it's because I want to do it, and I'm fully dedicated to doing this, and I've gotten a shot in the ass, and I'm yeah. ready to completely like destroy every goal I've ever had in my entire life because there's no better time than now. <sighs> there's no like th- there's no better time than now to do everything you've ever dreamed of. What are some of your dreams that you're now aspiring towards that you maybe weren't before? Well, interesting that you say that because I had I mean I had a dream. This is about a dream that's come to fruition. Mm-hmm. I had a dream to have a monthly show at Mammal Gallery mm-hmm. and uh, now I do. July 29th is the first one. Wow. It's called Last Wednesdays at Mammal. We're going to have an hour of comedy and one band. As of this recording, I have four comedians booked for this show, July 29th. It's going to occur every last Wednesday of every month. An hour of comedians and a band. That's Ooh. all That's all you got, and then we'll get you the fuck out of there. So you got like an hour, an hour and a half show, and you can fucking go home and have sex. There's no reason not to come to it. And it's going to be free, and I have a lot of ideas for how to carry it out and stuff, and Mammal Gallery is the best place in the city to do anything. So how long will the comics have uh, for their set? Five minutes? Roughly ten minutes. Wow. That's pretty set. serious. That's I'm, a long I'm set. I'm only going to have five or six comics. You, you, uh, they're not Maybe people. a few bucket spots, as it were. Yeah. So You know what that is? Uh, I think we discussed that on one of the first episodes. That's when you like pull your name out of a hat or something like that. That's right. Yeah. I had clarification on that today. Thanks to Sam Severin. Thank you for finally answering my question. A, qu- a comic who you <clears throat> can see July 29th at the, the well, Gamble she, Mallory. She, she, can't, she can't do it. Oh, dude, the Gamble. She can't do it. She's the, g- the Gamble Mallory. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Mammal Gallery. The Gamble Ma- Mallory? Gamble, the Gamble Mallory. What does gam- Gamble mean? It doesn't mean anything. It just well, sounds funny. Gams is short for, like, your thighs. Girls. Oh. When you get your gams, you know, like a girl has nice gams. I mean, she's got nice inner thighs, like leading up to the pussy front of her pussy region. <laughs> Didn't know you were gonna get medical on us. Poopa. <laughs> uh, like, nice. uh, we're gonna take a break really quick, if that's cool with you, Kenneth. Sure, you need to have a cigarette. I'm gonna take a cigarette real quick in the bathroom, and uh, we can step outside. Yeah, okay, that'd be fine. All right, uh, we can revenge. We can revenge. <laughs> <laughs> This is normal petting. She doesn't like to be held like this. I've told that story right about my cat, right? Yeah, yeah, the five dollar thing. Well, no. Why no. do I have to choose between a five dollar value meal uh, uh, or or a live animal? <laughs> That's not the story. Well, the story. I mean, the story is that Nico, my cat Nico, shout out to Nico, uh, was found actually under a car. Because its previous owners tried to kill her. How do you know? That's what was told to me. By was, who? Uh, this girl named Jasmine that used to work at the, at the place I work. How convenient that she's not here. She's uh, she moved away. No, oh, okay, yeah, definitely believe this story. <laughs> she, she, this is what happened. Uh, she, uh, some people tried to smother her because they didn't want a cat and they were dumbass hillbillies. They Why didn't, didn't they what, just put her outside? Because they're idiots. Okay. They, so they tried to smother her. She got away, 
and hid underneath a car, at which point Jasmine picked her up, brought her to the animal shelter, and then I asked Nikki, another co-worker that used to work at the place I work, asked her if she knew of any cats because she's noted for her rescuing of animals, and she told me about this cat. And I said, I'll take her. The first cat I saw went there, and I saw her in person. It was love at first sight. And now she's here annoying the shit out of me every single day. Waking me up and with her horrible meow and pissing me off. No stop. No stop on that. No homo. Yeah, no homo either. So what, what, what are your topics? Um, well, uh, I'm going to be going to a concert that I'm really excited about. What's that? Uh, I've gotten really into this band called Animals as Leaders. Oh yeah, I know them. Man, that stuff is so good. I love. Like, I've I found like that genre of music. I love that genre so much. Like prog metal. Yeah, I mean it's a little. It was a little too heavy at first because I wanted something that was a little bit more like jazzy and not so distorted. But I, I'm so excited to see them. I'm actually gonna like take the day off of work and drive to Athens and and bike around like all day. And then uh, later that night, it's gonna be the Contortionist between the Buried and Me and Animals as Leaders. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty sweet show. Where are they playing? The 40-watt. Uh, Georgia Theater. Oh, I see. Yeah. Cool. How much was the ticket? 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Hey, not too shabby. No, dude. And uh, I'm really, I really only care about animals as leaders because I just want to see... I just want to... The only thing I really enjoy doing at shows is just trying to see if they mess up and to see how good and technical they are. And a band like Animals as Leaders is so technical. And like uh, you have to have a lot of skill just to... Honestly, you have to be at a certain skill level just to listen to it because it's just like music that's not. I don't. I don't see. It's almost hard to imagine that someone who isn't a musician in in some capacity would listen to that kind of music because there's no. It's all instrumental. Yeah. And so it's like if you're not enjoying trying to figure out what the rhythm is or like what scale or what key the song is in or or what's going on like the the thematic elements of the songs. It's just like I don't think most people would have the palate to listen to it because it's not very. It's not very, uh, I was going to say traditionally structured in, in a musical way, but it's uh, it can be a hard pill to swallow, I think. And Kenneth is a big fan of uh, progressive metal, which is not for the faint of heart, yeah. nor, nor the faint of vagina. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I was wondering earlier, uh, just like throughout the week, I was like, I wonder if there are any women who actually listen to Animals as Leaders and actually enjoy it as much as I do. Because very hard to imagine a woman being like in love with the band that's as technical as that. To me, it's, it's music for virgins. Yeah, really. totally. To me, though, it's kind of like it's almost listening to that stuff is almost like reading a textbook. I feel like because it's just so. Uh, I'm really. I want to hear if Joe Satriani has said anything about uh, Tosin Abassi, who is the guitarist for Animals as Leaders, because they did this uh, G3 tour. I think it's actually the G4, and it's yeah. a bunch of guitarists. Excuse you. And uh, <laughs> uh, I just. I, I think Joe Satriani. I don't know much about him, but it seems like he is a guy who respects music for music's sake and like I don't know if he would necessarily be into animals as leaders because it is so heavy and it's so uh, it, it's not it's not in line necessarily with his uh, level of uh, guitar virtuoso genre I guess but I think it's really cool that uh, he invited Tosin anyway 
the only things I'm really he's, interested he's in... He's a giant nerd. The only thing I'm interested in right now is basically bikes and guitar stuff. Hmm. Like music theory and, and technique, and then uh, anything that has to do with like fixing a bike. Did you ever study music theory in uh, Georgia State? Uh, not at Georgia State. I did uh, senior year of high school. Yeah, but why didn't you want to pursue it in uh, college, a college career? I guess I never took music as seriously as uh, I did other things. Like, I, I love to play music. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> Excuse me, ladies. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> ladies. Hey, ladies. Coming through. <laughs> no, but I, had, I think... Uh, to me, music, I always thought of it as something that was really fun and it was definitely a hobby, but I don't know. Um, listening to music now, uh, I do feel like it would be fun to study it in a more professional capacity, but honestly, I think when it comes down to it, I'm more interested in biking uh, and spending time and, and money and effort and like my, my, my ability to learn. I want to spend more of that on biking because I think that's what I do more than play music. What appeals to you so much about biking? Uh, I mean, I've been doing it for so long, it's kind of just like second nature to me. Yeah. Like it, it's not only my means of transportation, but it's also my main hobby. So it's like, uh, it's just, it's a really cool, all-encompassing thing that I really, really enjoy doing every single day. I started biking because I wanted to go see this area where Josh used to live in Lilburn. Yeah. Uh, but I, it was before I had my license, so I just biked there one day, and it was like a 20-mile round-trip thing. Why did, why did you want to see it? I just wanted to go through that area and feel the feelings that I used to associate with that area because it was just like I missed that time in my life because it was really fun and I just wanted to like be there because like I was just it was summertime, summertime and uh, I just I think Josh and I were growing apart at this point in our relationship because like he was old he was a year older than me which didn't make a difference until senior year because he was out of he was he had graduated from high school and I saw it a year left so he was getting all into Atlanta stuff and I think he moved down to the city so like we kind of grew apart for a little while and I just wanted to like relive those golden moments yeah. uh, and uh, that was when I got really into atheism too because I'd basically bike over to the borders books over on 124 from my house which was like maybe 12 miles or something one way yeah. and I would go look at like Christopher Hitchin books and like think about how stupid God was and how dumb Jesus is and uh, <laughs> to replace the, the void you felt from the absence of uh, what you my call friend. your friend or yeah you can say your friend I mean or, my best friend ever like yeah. my singular best friend like can't be you know the, the, the vacuous gaping hole left in your heart by the absence of a little thing we like to call uh, Josh uh, that I like to refer to well, Josh Liner, but a uh, little thing I would refer to as a uh, vagina. Huh? Vagina. Vagina. I don't get it. You were pursuing these things to harness your sexual frustration and energy. Maybe. That's my theory. You seem to revert everything back to sex. Well, it all comes back to sex, and that's the way it has to be. I'm a realist. I'm the realest person you'll ever meet. Hmm. But, you know, if you, if you, know, if you have no comment on that, then... Well, I mean, sex is always a part of my, like, everyday experience. Like, not that I have sex every day, but uh, it's, it's like, something that's on my mind pretty regularly. But it's not, it's not, if, on the hierarchy of what I pay attention to and what I uh, a, a, attend to, I guess, it's not very high. I'd rather, I'd rather, like, clean my apartment or go for a bike ride or make food or have a talk with somebody or drink a nice cup of coffee or... 
watch a Tosin Abasi video or what is that? That's the guitarist from Animals as Leaders. Oh, I see. Yeah, he actually went to school here in Atlanta. Yeah, he was in this band. Let me nerd out for a sec. Go ahead. I, when I saw Converge, and I think it was the Converge between the Buried and Me show, um, I'm pretty sure Reflux opened for them, and Reflux was the band that Tosin Abasi was in. Really? Back in like 2000, 2004, 2005. Yeah. I'll be damned. I know. I know that band. Yeah, they're pretty cool. But you guys are really into that band. Well, I think I, I was the only one who was into it. I actually bought their CD. I think yeah. everyone else, it was like a little too guitar-driven, maybe. Yeah. Uh, they were a hardcore band, right? They were a hardcore band, but... I'm I mean, thinking of Instilled. Oh, yeah, that's way different. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, people uh, were into Instilled, for sure. I've never heard of uh, Reflux. Reflux, they only had one album. It's called The Illusion of Democracy. It was, it was kind of like a... It was weird. It was like very... It was like instrumental music with this weird guy who put vocals over his very political songs. Uh, not my favorite. It would have been great music to listen to without the vocals. Yeah. Uh, so you, you prefer you prefer instrumental music in general? I haven't listened to music with vocals in it for a very long time. Like uh, six months, maybe? Well, you like... Um, what's that band? Oh, fuck. What are they called? Shadowy Men from a Shadowy Planet? Never heard of them. They're a surf rock band. You ever listen to some surf rock? I've heard it. I don't like it. It's the summertime, man. You gotta listen to some surfy music. If I you're don't. Gonna... The seasons don't dictate what I listen to. Unless you're smart and cool like me. Well, obviously I'm not smart. Obviously I'm not cool. I got I got an album right here, Shadowy Man of a Shadow from a Shadowy Planet. It's over there in the corner. Hey, guess guess what else I got, Kenneth? What? You might enjoy this. I got I got Family I got drawn boy. I got a few CDs from uh. From a classic, book, from a what's it called? Wax and facts the other day. We can go through that if you want. Sure. Yeah. Actually, this we're looking at badly drawn boy. One plus one is one. Yeah. Uh, the, actually, the first love I ever had in my life. Uh, I used to. That was another reason I biked around because um, I wanted to see her, and I yeah. used to listen to this album all the time. Because one time I was biking and I did see her, and just that that young love, like butterflies in your stomach and like crazy. Uh, engaged in your crush I, I've only ever really had that once and it was around the same time that I was biking around and so I would listen to this album Very a very love driven album especially track number 5 which I believe is uh, Another Devil Dies right yeah I used to listen to that song so much because the, the first line is well your face still makes my day just like it did in the past and yeah. I was just like oh man this girl I just want to see her face Ariel Pratt's yeah yeah that. Shout out to Ariel Pratt. Shout she, out to Ariel Pratt. You think she's listening? Oh, she's a long-time listener. <laughs> Definitely. Without a doubt. Uh, I wonder if she knows that you were her first crush. Man, I, I was I was super in love with her. Like, it wasn't just, like, a lust situation. Like, I did think that she was very beautiful and sexually attractive. But, like, the fantasies I'd have about her were, like, I wanted to, like, go places with her. And, like, just talk for hours and, like, stay up all night. I had this extremely vivid and like well thought out fantasy life for the two of us. You're you're okay with putting that on record? Sure. I mean, I was in tenth grade. Who cares? What if, What if she like has takes extreme issue with that, or her brother? No, no less. Her what brother. If he, what if he wants to kick your ass? Shout out to Alex Pratt. I think that he would have liked for me to date his sister. Uh, I, I told him about that because I mean, truth be told. Uh, when I first started hanging out with Alex Pratt's, it was because I wanted to hang out with his sister. Ah. <laughs> but Alex Pratt's is a really cool guy, so that ended up being a real friendship. But I did certainly have ulterior motives in, in the very beginning because I was just like, 
you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you, who could say it better? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to whoop your ass, man. No, no. I think he's actually getting married soon, if not already married now. I think he, I think you're right about that. I so read hey, something about shout that. shout out to Alex Facebook. Pratz. Shout out to Alex Pratz. And, and April a- Osowski. And April Osowski. Or should we say April Pratz? A shout out to April and Alex Pratz. Here listening to Week Interview on the scene, and we're we're Week here, and me and Kenneth, and we're shouting out people we used to go to high school with, that Kenneth uh, was in love with, you know, and so we we uh, you know I got I got a few things here. I don't know. Oh, we're going through. I forgot what we're doing. Oh, we we're don't. Going, have, I don't know any of the other records though, so it probably wouldn't be as fun for me to. Yeah, I don't. I've never I'll, heard of any of this. I'll shit. go ahead and say it anyway. Also, uh, so so the other boring. day the other day at Book Nook, I got a badly drawn boy. One plus one is one. I got an album by a band called Belly, which I have never really heard. Belly. Which I'm not really that into, but... Yeah, it looks like uh, a bullshit thing. It's a seminal, uh, you know, 90s album, from what I've heard. It's called Star. I got this compilation from Teen Beat uh, Records, which I heard a little bit of it in Sarah's car. It sounds pretty good. It's got Courtney Love on here. Ugh. And got a, a Shadowy Man on a Shadowy Planet, which is a band that I've mentioned before. Uh, the this, this album's called Dim the Lights, Chill the Ham. Oh, nice. I'm, o- I'm only familiar with their first album. I forget what it's called. But cool. I am familiar with it. Nice. And a band called Big Dipper and an album called Craps because they're recommended to me by Tom Tom Sharpling, a fellow uh, podcaster. He talks about this band a lot, hmm. Big Dipper. And I thought it might be cool, and so I went ahead and checked that out. And I have not listened to any of these yet because I forgot that I bought them. Nice. But here they are. And uh, so, you know, I'm going to be checking those out. I think I had another one, too, but I don't know what happened to it. I'm pretty cool. sure there was another one. Cool. Damn, I don't, whatever. Maybe only about four. Oh, yeah, the belt. Okay, five. All right. Anyway. <clears throat> so, be that as it may, I got a couple things to tell to you, Kenneth. Okay. If you give me just a second here to pull this off of my phone, because this is stuff that I had waiting in the uh, in the can for the last episode, which didn't end up happening. The, the great lost... Episode. You mean on Tuesday? Twenty-eight or and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever episode was supposed to be. Yeah. Um. So, real quick. So the other day, I've been going to the pool a lot. I've been going to Grant Park and Candler Park pool with some of my friends. It's really refreshing. It feels good to jump your body into that old sweet water. Uh, not talking about the beer either. Just jump into that water and do a little splish and a splash. And it feels good, especially on a hot summer day like we've been having here in the old ATL. And uh, after that, we, uh, me and Ben and Steven went to Grant, uh, what was it called? Dakota Blue, actually. Yeah. Went to Dakota Blue for some food and a little bit of margaritas. And we were there and we saw this, uh, this uh, cart being set up for the company Bullet, which makes bourbon. Oh. And uh, we asked around, we asked a waitress or something, and she said, yeah, they're doing a promotional thing at 6 o'clock. It was like 5.50 when she told us this. Wow. You know, at 6 o'clock, they're doing a promotional event. They're giving away free T-shirts, free hats, shot glasses, thongs, and, and of course, uh, some uh, a, few, a couple cocktails featuring their signature whiskey, Bullet Bourbon. Oh, so the thong you're wearing is from... Uh from that in, that moment, it's from Bullet Bourbon. Oh, That's right. It's, it looks good on you. It, it feels good, you know. What are your balls saying out though? Well, I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Like, I, I think got, it's a ladies' thong. I got, I'm getting, getting a little chafed because I'm sweet, uh, sw- uh, sweating so much. <laughs> I'm getting a little Swedish chafe. <laughs> so we, uh, so I got myself a uh, a uh, a hat. I got a hat here. There's a there's a there's a t-shirt over there. Um, I got. Into your whiskey. 
from uh, from Bullet Bourbon, and I got a glass of ten year old whiskey. Ugh. So giving away as a special promotion, ten year old bourbon. Emphasis on giving away. Jeez, ten years old. It fuck? tasted great. It tasted really good. And anyway, so that that reminded me of another story, which I wanted to get into earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I guess it's two stories. First of all, I'm banned. I'll tell this on another day, but I'm banned from this bar called Public on Peachtree Street. Right. I am banned for life from that bar. That's my own lifetime ban. Yeah, which yeah. We didn't even get to a lifetime ban yet. Let's we'll do that real quick, or maybe not. You know what? No lifetime ban today. Honorary. It's just. It's. It goes without saying. It's that guy from uh, South Carolina. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's. He's the. Obviously, he's lifetime banned. We don't even need to play the theme song. No. But we will here. But right there. But I. Here we go. Yeah. Um, but I, I am banned from uh, Public Draft House on Peachtree Street for a long, complicated reason. Uh, anyway, one day... You stole someone's purse. I didn't, I didn't steal anyone. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it another time. But I did not steal anybody's purse. Um, they thought that I was. Who, who cares? Who cares? That place is for fucking idiots. I've never, never gone in there in my life. I, I mean, they're not going to let me in. Obviously, they're fucking dumbasses. Right. Because I'm a famous person. I have a podcast. And a show. And, and, a, sh- and a show, and a, a month, monthly a show at Manuel Gallery. Place, yeah. And a movie coming out about me, about my whole life, you know. And maybe some other things in the works that we can't talk about. Spoiler alert. We'll, t- we'll talk about them later. Spoiler alert. The, the plug section. But, um, yeah. so I went there one time, started talking to this older guy. He was, like, in his 30s. Um... I was getting drunk, and I just started talking to him about his life. He's a gay guy. Mm-hmm. He's in his mid-30s. Right. His, he's, uh, I think he was in the military or something. Uh, he has not come out to his parents. His parents don't know his gay. he's gay. Neither does his brother. Neither does his and boyfriend. I think his boyfriend probably had an inkling. Okay. <laughs> when his dick was in his mouth, or vice versa. Anyway, uh, so... I was talking to him about that I found it fascinating you know like what's like about this guy's life you know and uh, he was talking to me for a long time gradually I start to understand that this guy is trying to have sex with me <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he he's getting me really drunk I, I, I bought uh, some whiskeys for myself and he kept buying me shots and I'm sitting there barely able to talk <laughs> and I come to understand all at once that this guy, you know, he's talking to me about my sexuality and stuff, and I'm talking to him very frankly about his life and my life, you know. And he uh, asked me, he says something, at some point, he says like, uh, hey, what about you? Like, you got a girlfriend right now, or, or what? What's going on? And then it's something clicks on my head, like, oh my God, this guy is trying to get me drunk to get me to have sex with him. So I very abruptly uh, say like, uh, oh, no, 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 sorry, I gotta go. And I, I pay my tab very hastily uh-huh. walk back to my apartment and then uh, for the next few hours because I'm drunk and because of the uh, maybe he roofied me I don't know I don't know what happened but I thought that I was gay for about four to five hours and I cried <laughs> I was desperately upset at the idea that I might be gay not because I have any problem with gay people but because it was so different and because I knew something new about myself that I wasn't able to process. Mm. I thought that I was gay, and I thought that I wanted to kiss this guy mm. because I related to him so much, so deeply, mm-hmm. and his story and stuff, and I thought it was really cool. I had the idea that I wanted to like make out with him. Mm. But, you know, the next day I thought about it, um, 
I told a couple of my friends about it. Um, told my friend Elaine, who worked at Sweetwater with me at the time, who oh, is a while ago then. This is a long time ago. Yeah. Who is gay? Mm. I told her how I felt, you know, like what I went through, and she's like, "Oh, great, man." That's she's like, "Really?" She's like, "That's awesome." She's like, "That's cool that you're finally like admitting that and stuff," you know. Um, <laughs> we all knew you were gay. We're just waiting for not, you to come to realize it. Not like that. It's just that I told her with such. What, what I told her was like, I'm really scared. I think I might be bisexual. Uh, uh, I don't know how to handle this and stuff. And she was just being very supportive and really cool. I, I miss her. I miss you, Elaine. If you're listening to this, I miss you, man. Long, I, w- I wish long time listener. Long, long, man, I've probably, I've probably never listened to this, but if you're listening, shout out to you and shout out to Warehouse. But uh, anyway, um, so I, then I decided that I wasn't gay. But that guy, uh, the point of that story is so that, it is a choice, is what you're saying, being gay. It's 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 I don't I well no I don't think it is I think I think that it's not a choice. But the point of that story is that this decision though this guy the first time that I ever had bullet bourbon in my entire life was the shots that this gentleman bought me really at the bar. Interesting. I had never tasted bourbon in my uh, bullet in my life. Huh. And he was like, you got to try bullet. It's really awesome. Huh. So it just reminded me of that story when I was given the the free yeah. uh, whiskey. Small world. Yeah, it's a small it's a small world. After all, and that's what I have to say about that one. Huh. And I got two more things real quick, and then we'll just uh, tear it down after that. Tear it down. Do you got anything else you want to say real quick oh, before I jump not, into these two quick ass? I mean, things? it just depends how much people want to hear about, you know, a bossy and thumping or. So uh, you're, you're only truing. you're only interested in biking and playing guitar at this point. And my in my immediate family, by which I mean like Erica and Charlie and my sister and my parents. You 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 have not much interest in uh, exploring any other topics. N- nah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's for losers. <laughs> <laughs> that's for dumbasses, fuckers. No, I think I mean honestly, I've just found what I like, and so I just I feel like I want to dive really deep into it. Hey, there's uh, like like I said earlier, hey, you know, couldn't be couldn't have been better said. Bringing it back around to what I said earlier, like, if you can dream it, you can fucking achieve it, and don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't do what you want to do. You want to have a podcast? No. You want to fucking no. you you want to you want to fucking have a show at Mammal Gallery? You want to have no. a sweet rap album? What you want to what you want to do? Whatever you want to do, you want to get your dick sucked by Pamela Anderson. If you put it into your mind, then maybe it can happen. Isn't that what the secret says? The Secret? Yeah, that book. Look, I didn't even have to read that book, and I know that. So I guess I'm smarter than fucking Secret Jonesy Pants or whatever. Whoever wrote that. I, I assume his first name was Secret. That's correct, yeah. His last name was Jonesy Pants. Mc, 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 McDonald's boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you have two other points. Two other points. Uh, I've been buying scratch-off tickets a lot. It's a great way to spend your money. Because, Tax on the poor. Because mo- most of the time... If you buy a scratch-off ticket, I don't know if you know about this, but a lot of the time, at least the times that I bought it, it's only like a dollar or two dollars. Yeah. And, you know, I think chances are you're probably going to win at least at least get your money back for buying the scratch-off. I hate to propagate a bullshit system because it is gambling and no guarantees are made. But, you know, you can go ahead and... You buy, I mean, why... So the other day, I bought a two-dollar scratch-off ticket. I scratched it off, and I found that I won fifteen dollars. Cool. <clears throat> Brought it to the gas station, and the person ringing me up was in a hurry. For some reason, she thought that I won thirty dollars. 
So she gave me 15 extra dollars, and I won $30 hmm. from a $2 scratch-off ticket, and that is what dreams are made of. Sweet dreams are made of this. Right. Or these. Or these, you know. So I'll, I'll just say, you know, get a scratch-off ticket whenever you whenever you want, and, and you know, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say. I won't tell the last story. I'll save it for next week. Oh, just on the edge of our, seat, our sheets. <clears throat> I, feel, I feel like I talked way too much of this episode. No, you didn't. It was, it was well-balanced. Talk to the talk to a good amount. Yeah, I mean it's only two people here, and we're just documenting a conversation. You know, WTF style. Yeah, just a shout out to Mark Marin for scoring the ultimate score. Yeah, I can't wait it. to listen to the Barack Obama episode. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe that he's well, going to be. Well, you know, Mark. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's gonna. It's gonna be. It's I think gonna, it's gonna be the most intimate Obama interview that has ever been hosted. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it, if he, even if it's only for an hour, like just the the amount of. Of uh, distance they could cover in an hour. I mean, it, it's it's going to be so much more intimate than any other kind of like even like a State of the Union address. It's, it's like definitely that's that's all like politics and stuff. Right. He's never done such a. I mean, Mark Maron is like the best interview Her. interviewer I've ever heard. And uh, so never listened to Fresh Air, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terry Terry Gross. <laughs> I, I call her Terry Gross. Yeah, I understand. Because uh, she's so gross, right? Uh, but you know, and I had the privilege of meeting the Mark Maron, and he's going to meet the president. So, so you kind of shook hands with the future hand that shook the hand of Barack Obama. That's right. So you have indirectly in the past, before the future came to pass, you you've shook you've shook in his hand. That's true. Shout yeah. out, shout out to Shook Foil. Shout out, shout out to the band Shook Foil. Uh, I played with them years ago. Why did you bring them up? Because I said Shook. Shook foil, yeah. Man, when did you see them? I don't even remember. Th- I don't even remember what they sounded like or anything. I think they're kind of like a indie kind of folky, like not quite Fleet Foxes, but maybe something aspiring towards that. Or not, that's not surprising. <clears throat> they, they they played at the old uh, Cat Cave. Yeah, that that genre of music was pretty popular for a little while, but no longer. Seems like it's kind of yeah. Since I've been in town. Yeah, seriously. Anyway. So yeah. I think we did, more, we did I think we did more than enough. Yeah. And I'm going to take a goddamn nap before I got to go the fuck back into work in uh, an hour and 20 minutes. So, Kenneth, why don't you go fuck yourself? I say, you don't have to go, but you got to get the hell out of here. You, know? you don't have to go, but you got to turn off your iPod and take a bath because you stank. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, are you talking to me? Uh, not you, just a listener. Mm. Listener. Um, so, from all of us here at Weekend Review to all of you there at your house... Thank you for listening to Weekend Review. Weekend Review. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, everybody. I'm sorry about the delay. That was partially my fault, partially Kenneth's fault. Sorry for the delay of this episode. Weekend Review is still alive and kicking. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, uh, Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter. And, uh, and, uh, well, that's, that's all. That's it. We'll have some more stuff for you next week. Sorry about the delay. Kick, kick, kick some ass. Bye.